0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of
3: that barn Door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well,
2: I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a, a European cut up. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah, love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. <laughs> Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly... <laughs> right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know,
3: Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm -hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell
2: people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish on Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here is your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hey, good evening, and welcome to Fish on Northwest. That was a w- weird little hiccup there. Yeah, we're good now. Dwayne England, coming to you live from the uh, Fish on Northwest studio. And as you notice, uh, Tommy has lost a significant amount of weight at this point. To the and, point,
4: And he's become grayer and, and older. And his IQ has dropped Way much wiser,
2: <laughs> yes, much wiser man. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this person to my right, the gentleman to my right, needs no formal introduction. The general himself, the metal god known to all, a man who has bowled no less than 24, 300 games in league play. I have, yes. Uh, Mr. Bill Herzog.
4: Well, Hi. good evening. How are you? I'm doing good, Dean. Great to see you, man. Good to see you, buddy. Good I'm glad been you
2: made the drive on over the mountains and uh, found your way here.
4: Winter is over. Winter I'm so happy. is over. The only good part about driving over the mountains now, yeah. free ice. Right. I stopped in Snoqualmie and filled my cooler up because I'm putting a spring Chinook in that thing tomorrow. <laughs> I need plenty of ice to. Cover Are you going it. fishing tomorrow? I am. Oh. I got someone to row me down the oh, river how About that. I'm pretty huh? excited. Yeah. yeah.
2: Fantastic. We uh, we may we may touch on that a little bit. Okay. As the evening progresses. So so glad you're able to join me in Tommy's absence. It's uh, always good to get my long lost. Brother from another mother back no. in studio with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the days of
4: old. Huh? The, the only thing I <coughs> I do miss is parking in downtown Seattle. Yeah, wasn't that, that at a gym, huh? That was lovely. That yeah. was
2: before. If we were still doing that now. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't do it. I'd be like, no, no, we're uh, we we're have no, to chop
4: her in. We're just
2: yeah, yeah we're, we're we're not driving <laughs> up here to do this show on Saturday morning. It's not happening, right? So, mm. uh, but yeah, so glad you could join me. Uh, and you'll be back next week. I will. Huh? yeah, gonna make this drive twice. Gonna come and uh join in here in all the festivities out of the studio here at Fish on Northwest. And uh, yeah, Herzog has. Has agreed to join me two weeks in a row while Tommy is off gallivanting around somewhere and just uh, enjoying a little free time. You know
4: What they say about those gallivanters. Those
2: big gallivanders. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mm. don't question it. Don't <laughs> don't look at them. You just can, let them.
4: You need a permit for that now. <laughs>
2: yeah, he should. It's like moving a house. Uh, okay. So long before we get into the show and uh, many topics tonight, got a lot of great content, of course, with Bill in the studio. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I guess <laughs> hold on. We shall see. Um, number of good topics tonight. To get to, before we do that, I want to remind everybody, hey, take a little bit of time, take our content, push it on out there, invite all your friends. Bill's in the house. Who doesn't want to listen to this dialogue tonight? And what may come from the mouth of the general is yet to be seen. But uh, invite all your friends to join us. Please do. Uh, also, take some time. Get over to our website, com, where you can find a lot of great content, fantastic blogs, recipes, videos, and how-to's. And of course, right there on the front page for you, the FHN20 coupon. Push on that, and it takes you right to the Edge Rods Facebook, or excuse me, web page of where you can order up all the rods you need to fill your uh, <laughs> to fill your closet. Uh, always 20% off via Fish Hunt Northwest uh, to Edge Rods with our partnership. FHN20 is the coupon, and uh, apply that at your checkout. You're going to save 20% on every single rod they manufacture. Seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days a year. How about that?
4: I have a, I have a plug for you. What's see what I'm wearing tonight? I see what this you're wearing. is my luckiest sweatshirt I have ever had in this uh, part of the century. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not just wearing this just because you know product endorsement and right. it's part of the show. I when I wash this thing, I take it off, put it in the washer, and stand there and wait for it until it's dry, and put it back on again. <laughs> yeah, well, you have that kind of time. I well, I'm yeah. I, I do. watch grass <laughs>
2: grow and laundry dry. Paint dry, yes, paint dry, paint yes, dry. That you whole know, mm-hmm. thing, yeah, perfect. Uh, well, uh, there, yeah. Ever
4: since we it's, got
2: it's comfy, the, dude. Yes, it's so comfy. It's, it's quality gear.
4: It. It's thick and it's lined and it's
2: so. Basically, you're telling people go to our web page, check out our online store, buy what he's wearing. You're going to be extremely. Ding happy
4: what he said yeah, yeah all this, of that. this will be your favorite sweatshirt too i absolutely. promise absolutely yeah.
2: yeah so between bill and edge rods uh we got a lot of good stuff going on appreciate everybody joining us here tonight once again lots of good content to get through uh starting off bill um something we pay attention to we're kind of connected with the snoqualmie valley ducks unlimited uh, club out there with uh mike olson and the gang and uh they run a youth event every single year and that is coming up here shortly the Snoqualmie Valley Ducks Unlimited Youth Outdoors Days if you guys haven't uh, paid attention to this it's a great opportunity to get the kids out Uh, come and join it's one of the best youth events on the west coast tons of great sponsors get on board there's a lot of fun things to do for the day with the family Uh, kids learn a lot from DNR WDFW Game Horns will be there Issaquah Fish Hatchery um, Want to drive an es- excavator for a day? Want to learn how to drive an excavator? Well, you can do that, I already too. How do you have an excavator? They got a WDFW, a trout pond. Uh, the first 100 kids to arrive at the gates and get in also receives a coupon for a free fish, fish and pole and uh, one additional coupon for free line refill out of OE or Sportco. Eastside Fire and Rescue be there. Construction company letting kids drive excavators. There's just a lot going on. Uh, Like I mentioned, game wardens to talk to, learn about hatcheries, dogs, the whole deal. So, um, location is Meadowbrook Farm in North Bend, and it is May 15th. Gates open at 11. The event is from 11 to 6 p.m. Get there early. Get your kids free fishing rods and coupons for free line. It's just a really great uh, event. It's, it's more well attended year in and year out. Just more and more people getting enthusiastic, getting their kids into outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. This Ducks Unlimited Youth Day is just, uh, it's one, it's second to none. It's, it's a great event. They do a great job. Michaelson Olson and, and all the folks involved. So please check them out. Um, you can find all their information. Go to Snoqualmie Valley Ducks Unlimited Facebook page. Of where they post up a lot of info or Washington events Ducks Unlimited. Simply Google Washington events Ducks Unlimited, and you're going to find this event here in North Bend. Uh, along with that, there is uh, something you always <laughs> tend to find your way to the uh, Sportco Spring Sale.
4: You look in my closet, uh huh, and from the old tent sale, and yes. I have, most of my clothing is from a tent sale. Yeah,
2: absolutely, for good reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. They put so much stuff on sale down there. Now it's referred to as the, uh, the annual uh, anniversary spring sale. Uh, still going on at Sportco. want to make sure you guys are aware of that. It goes on through May 8th. Still have time to get down there and get some great deals. Jen, the hot dog lady, down there, of course. Uh, amazing gourmet hot dogs if there's such a thing yes there is because she makes them and trust mm-hmm. me once you've had one you want to go back just for the hot dogs if uh, not for the saving of all the money on the clothing so do you have any camo wear in your closet from the- no no <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> it's required you go to Houston, washington and live there yeah you can't get over the pass without camo this is they true. won't let you over they there They won't let you over the right over the
2: pass yeah so we got that going on and uh, something coming up here now that we've got through the opening day uh, hype. We are officially open, all lakes, all lowland lakes, all, of course, lakes open year-round. But the lakes uh, opened up last Saturday on the 23rd, a lot of participation, though we had sunshine over here for a day and a half.
4: We haven't had any sunshine yeah. yet this year.
2: <laughs> yeah, not in Yakima. So <laughs> we, had a, uh, we had a great, uh, great opening day We had a great fisherman's breakfast over there at the community center. A lot of folks showed up for that, and a lot of folks out here on the lake and a number of lakes throughout the state uh, um, actually had... A high participation rate, according to WDFW, and and um, you know lots of lots of dead trout <laughs> on the on the table.
4: Uh, that that is a, a bad day to be a trout. Yeah, bad day to be a day. trout. Two hundred fifty
2: <laughs> to three hundred thousand participants now, with about eleven percent of persons in Washington State holding fishing licenses. Right. So mm-hmm. we used to make a big deal uh, back in the KGR days on the opening day thing. We would bounce around, talk and get to people on the air, and yeah, because we were doing the morning show.
4: The funnest part was we'd get always oh, get the kids. Oh yeah, You know, you get a little kid on there who's so excited, mm-hmm. who just kind of bounces around. It's the talk. best interview mm-hmm. in the world. Oh, yeah.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. So, really, uh, really good uh, showing, and uh, the weather had a lot to do with that. Now that we've gotten through that, hey, we're focused on our second annual Kids Trout Derby here at Summit Lake. Bill, don't know if you're aware of that. So, the second annual. We kicked it off last year. We're going to come back this year with the second annual Kids Trout Derby here at uh, Summit Lake Couldn't be Mm -hmm. easier this year to um, get signed up and get involved. So this year it's going to be on May 21st. Start time is daylight, and then weigh-in starts as early as 8 a.m. But the participants in the Derby, you must be to the community center here down the street no later than 11 a.m. to qualify for weigh-in. prizes will be awarded after completion of weigh-in. We have... Various categories, biggest trout, biggest kokanee, biggest random category, as in purge, catfish, bass. Last year, some kid entered a two- or three-pound smallmouth and walked away with uh, some great swag and and prizes. Um, We also have most weight of your five-trout limit, and we also have most weight of a team of three largest trout. So lots of opportunity for kids to participate and win. Uh, You must be 14 years of age or under uh, weigh in and prizes are awarded at the community center at the end of weigh in, and you must be present to win. And one thing we have going on on a lot of our social media and the um, our page, my page, and getting pushed around out there, and we're going to be hanging them up at uh, stores throughout the community here in Thurston County, is there's a QR code on the poster. And even online on our, on our uh, Facebook page, you can use your phone, get on that QR code, takes you to our web page where you sign in on email. Pre register your kids, their ages names, ages, and their shirt size, because every kid's getting a free t shirt. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, and then also every kid's gonna get a free raffle ticket. So if you don't qualify or win in any of the categories, you still have a free raffle ticket. And let me tell you, last year, about twenty five hundred dollars worth of fishing tackle. You know how many spinners and bobbers and rods and reels and things you can buy for twenty five hundred dollars?
4: Yeah, I have them all in my room yeah. downstairs. So yes. uh
2: most kids <laughs> That's want-
4: one box. Yeah,
2: most kids walked away with something. Buckets of tackle, rod and reel combinations, full-on tackle box stuffed with all things trout. We got Potsky's Bait on board, Yakima, we got Max Lure, we got, uh, it's just, we got 11 sponsors jumped on board this year. They're going to have food there. It's going to be a really good family day. I'm excited about this. It's growing so big and so fast, Uh, only year two, and people are contacting us going, hey, when's the derby, when's the derby? May 21st. Weather's going to be beautiful. Saturday. It's all about the kids. And uh, we're excited to kick this thing off. So Are you here. still going
4: to have your espresso cart on the end of the dock down here for everybody to stop <laughs> Probably by? Probably
2: not. The end of my dock is <laughs> going to be crowded with a bunch of guys from work and their kids uh, fishing <laughs> the derby. And then they're coming over to the community center for weigh-in and all of that. So if you have questions, hit us up here on our Facebook page or even uh, even YouTube on messaging. We can get to that. Email us over at www.fishhuntnw.com. Um and, yeah, please get on there. Pre-qualify your kids just so we can get a gauge or a number on you know participation. We can kind of figure out how many shirts to make because that's going to be kind of a big daunting task. But uh, we are providing a shirt for every participant. Also going to be an adult raffle. So adults wow. can buy a raffle ticket for $5. bucks. we are going to have a whole lot of items that adults can win. Um, all that money goes back into building the coffers for next year's Trout Derby is just kind of perpetual. We want to keep it going. So, any any adults that buy a raffle ticket for five bucks, you know, or you you can get four for twenty. I mean, there's a smoking deal. (laughs) Well, Uh, how about that, math? Um, You uh, you qualify to to hopefully win some of the uh, the random prizes there. But again, the money goes back into the derby for the kids. Really good event. Really excited to bring this to everybody once again, and uh, can't wait. Can't wait. So, um, with that, how about? Let's run down the show, Bill. We'll the number in, of things talking about tonight. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you haven't figured out, Bill Hiller Zog is in the house, holding down the co-host duties in Tommy's absence. But we're also going to talk kokanee, Bill. A little well, East Side versus West Side. I'm it's, looking it's forward. It's that time
4: of year. It
2: is. I'm looking At forward. to last. Yes, this conversation is going to yeah. be good. East Side versus West Side. You have to hear what the general has to say. So make sure you stick around for that. Also going to introduce you guys to a fantastic organization, Iron Freedom Foundation. Who are they and what do they do for veterans? Stick around. You're going to find out. Really good stuff. Bill, then we're coming back from that break. We're going to dial it in with you. You just got back from the Missouri River in Montana. I did. If I remember right.
4: And it's so nice to be warm. That's a little tease right there. We're going
2: to talk about that for sure. Uh, Those are some amazing trout you pulled out of there. I want to I want to kind of get to some of your takeaways from that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first time over there. Then we'll close out the show with some opportunities and reports as we always do. But really good to have you in studio here tonight, my friend. We have I'm plenty very to talk happy about. To be you here. guys got questions for the general? Be yeah, sure to get up. on here. Yep, light it up, and I will get those questions to him uh, as we move on through the show. All right, with that, jump out for a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We come back. We got a little conversation coming up. East side versus west side. It's all about the Coconey right here, Fish on Northwest.
0: Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors awaits you.
5: It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria, draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map.
2: Hey, welcome back in studio here, Dwayne England, Bill Herzog. Co-host duties. Good morning. Good morning. Co-host duties. Hey, uh, folks are starting to finally pop on here. It looks like uh, Ray Pauls has just finished with the WDFW webinar. Well, Ray, if you got any insightful uh, bits of info, go ahead and pop it up on here. Maybe we Mm -hmm. can uh, share that with some folks. Or Mm -hmm. was it a complete and utter waste of time? You let us know. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I think it was insightful to a point. So, hey, uh, yeah. Hello to everybody jumping on. Appreciate you guys uh, jumping in here. So, um, Larry, that's a good question. Barometric pressure. We'll uh, we'll try to. I'll try to remember to jump onto that one too. Daniel Bravo, miss you too, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. We've got many many years of lots going on with that guy in studio with us, huh? EDB. Yeah, buddy. So Bill, um, let's face it. So the East Side kokanee is one where, for crying out loud, they hold a, a Kokanee Derby over there in the winter in February. Mm-hmm. You know, for the, Chelan, for, for
4: the smallest Kokanee in, in the, the world. Right. In there, yeah, yeah, so, which is kind of weird, but yeah, okay.
2: But they do bite right? Yeah, they do. Water yeah. is frigid. I mean, mm-hmm. temperatures are cold. We used to have great discussions and focus on that, uh, that temperature range mm-hmm. that we like to see those kokanee get active. And we're always kind of hung up on that 52 to 54, ideally 53 water temp. But I'm here to tell you, I guarantee there's, I mean, you find a 53 degree water temp over there in Chelan in the wintertime or, you know, what's the deal with those kokanee willing to bite in the winter, in the cold water, the cold air over here on the west side? Maybe like you know Merwin, you get a few to snap mm-hmm. here and there. A lot of these West Side lakes just kind of close down in the wintertime. You're not finding them active,
4: go Let's think about where do you it, Lake Chelan, right? Mm-hmm. The fourth deepest lake in North America. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And once you get down below 60, 70 feet, that water stays the same temperature year, year round. round. It never changes. So. Uh, the, their feed, of course, when the light goes down, goes down to about to that depth and sit there. So when you're fishing for them in the early season, mm-hmm. you're 60 to 150 feet down. Right. And that's where their feed is, and that's where the water temperature never changes. Consistent. It never changes. It, it, so it's like in the high 40s.
2: So we're 100 feet deep out here. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to know what the... De- American Lake is 100, 105 feet right. in wintertime time in one In
4: one spot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, there's, there's you know, general lanes out there that are 90 feet deep, right? Right. So why... Those fish got to be feeding in the wintertime. They can't completely starve. They got to mm-hmm. be finding some type of nutrient base. Um, how come they're just not as aggressive feeders or, you know biters chasers they just you just can't seem to get them to go
4: it is weird you'll mark anybody who's a veteran of american lake mm-hmm. we all know those schools of fish that are down there on the deck yeah. that will not bite nope. and, and everybody fishes for them we yep. all try yep. and i've tried i've got one to go in yep. all these years i caught it on an all glow uh, uh kind of a rooster tailish looking thing and i made it so all glow and i got one bite and it was a very small fish huh. so I leave those alone. You know, when we're, you're talking like the uh, West Side of Lakes, it's just the nature of the beast. the The feed is all up high. They they warm up first, up high. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even uh, even in Roosevelt, uh, it, it's being an East Side of Lake. But where where are the kokanee in there right now?
2: Oh, Roosevelt up yeah. top. Yeah, they're all yeah. up on top. Shallow that's that's where feet, the, that, maybe. that's where
4: the feed is, and that's mm-hmm. where the quote warmest water is. Yeah. So they're going to be there. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're looking for it. And that's the only difference is. Chelan is an anomaly, mm-hmm. yeah, because of it, it's so deep and the water has an upwelling and there's an actual current in the lake. There's a whole bunch of pe- uh, things put together to make that.
2: So taking away what I learned over there fishing Roosevelt, mm-hmm. and you know you got opportunity of some really nice sized cocony. Obviously, right now it's oh uh, it's go time, um, and yeah, they're they're ten to twenty feet, right? Mm-hmm. You're not marking them, of course, because they're too high in the water column. Right? Those fish are biting. I don't know what the water temperature is over there right now. I could probably could have asked Troy, but um, how come I can't go out to American? And this is a general question I get from a lot of folks. Okay. Why can't I go out to American right now? I mean, now we're kind of getting into May, so we're getting a little pushed into the season here. But uh, let's back up to February March. How come mm-hmm. I can't go over there and, you know, 10 feet down, start finding them kokanee?
4: You want to hear the answer? Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. <clears throat> I'll take us all back. Let's go up to the Skeena River system for steelhead. Okay. Okay. Yep. In the fall up there, it is winter. And the, the, that water that there flows a lot colder year round than any other place. Those fish are extremely uh, active and aggressive in 33 and 34 degree water mm. because that's genetics. That's what they They've are. They've grown up in it. Yep. They're used to it. Yep. They know what it is. Okay. Right. Yep. I, again, our fish down here would be absolutely inactive and cemented to the bottom and zipper lipped in that weather in that water. Yeah. They wait till it warms. But up there, they know that same thing. With the fish that have grown up and lived over there, and what what are we catching over there, in uh, Roosevelt? These are wild coconut, right? Yeah, wild kokanee. Yeah, mm-hmm. well they they're used to that colder water. Mm-hmm. That's that's their environment. They know to the, they feed in it. It doesn't get much warmer all year. They have that frigidness. It goes on nonstop for months. Right. They have to eat. And years and years and years of genetic training. Guess what? <laughs> we have a fish that bites in cold water, like. The Skeena River Steelhead.
2: Sure, and I've given that a lot of thought. Um, mm-hmm. This, my lake out here, you know, Summit Lake, doesn't open until opening day. And um, you really don't start getting active Kokanee till about mid May. It really mm-hmm. seems to start cranking up. And by the end of May, you're getting them down, you know, 25, 30, 35 feet. Opening day is April 23rd. It's been extremely cold in April. The mm-hmm. water temperature out there is 48, 49 degrees. Um, you know, you wouldn't think, you'd have a lot of kokanee activity. The odd thing is, 80% of the kokanee we're catching out here are wild fish. Hmm. Wild fish. So they know no other environment other than the the cycle of the season. Surface temperature out here gets upwards of 74, 75 degrees on some of these, like 2015, 2017, 2019. Uh, I was seeing 75-degree surface temperatures. Um, And this lake is 530 acres 100 feet deep, naturally spring-fed. Um, but uh, when the surface temp is that, I'm also finding kokanee at 75 feet. Mm-hmm. So that, you know.
4: They're escaping that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but I find it interesting that you can't go out. And these are wild fish. And I, I've done that comparison in my head to say those Roosevelt fish are wild fish. They're mm-hmm. in cold water. They're up near the surface, early season. They bite. They yep. chase your gear. You bet. Um, they're very active. They're very aggressive. How come these wild fish out here in that colder water just can't seem to can't seem to locate them, can't seem to get them to bite? I don't know. Yeah. It just, it's, you know. Got, it's
4: got to be a secular thing. Genetics, it has to be Something. genetics.
2: Yeah. Um, pretty good population of wild fish there in uh, Merwin too. I've been I've been led to believe, and you know those fish will bite. You can get those fish in the winter now, not high numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it's hard for me to drag the boat two hours to go get those kokanee when uh once it starts <laughs> taking off yeah. here right for for good reason but you know that's always the uh the question is like why do we have so good success in multiple lakes on that east side versus west mm-hmm. side why can't we get these buggers to go over here and i think it's just yeah i think you're on to that with genetics and mm-hmm. you know time of season
4: mm-hmm. so yeah
2: yeah um what uh Take a lake like Sutherland, west side.
4: Okay, there's another great example. Those fish in there are all wild fish. I have never seen fish that bite as well as in Lake Sutherland because they're pure wild fish. You can go tackle box challenge in there. Right. Pick something, throw it out there, they're going to bite. And they're from 25 to 60 feet down, everywhere in between. They chase, uh, there and they jump aggressive. Super aggressive and fight really hard and jump like crazy man they're some of my favorite fish on the planet to catch do you for that uh, reason i have uh, I and they remember. bite all day long they don't they have do a bite all day long they don't have they don't a, have bite a shut off right no. they just they I... may slow down a little bit mm-hmm. but they never completely shut i've got down. them
2: out there at two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. high sun on the water yeah.
4: Wake middle waters, of August, guys water skiing yeah. everywhere <laughs> and roger and your boat's going mm-hmm. like this and roger just going off yep. yeah it's crazy
2: okay so you're marking a bunch of fish 35 feet let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the progression right Mm-hmm. Let's say we're mid-June. We're prime time. Ooh, we're wow. prime time, right? Yes. American Summit, Sutherland, Merwin—all these West Side lakes. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe you got some over on the East Side, and yeah, it's, I got a it's, it's almost cheating over there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we're, we're finding fish, just kind of stacked. We're, we're starting to school up a little bit. You know, water temperature is ideal. Thermal clines uh, develop, mm-hmm. and uh, we're marking fish, and can't get them to go can't get them to go what you know and we're starting morning working mm-hmm. through that progression of sunlight coming up just can't seem to get them to go bigger ones are down deeper can't get them to go what's your progression color change scent dodger dodger action troll speed well, how does bill herzog dissect this problem
4: all of the above you know as well you <clears throat> anybody knows who cook and you, fish, you do one of those things you just mentioned wrong mm-hmm. you're not going to get bit yeah. I mean, you got the wrong smell the on there. They're going to bite. You got the yeah. wrong color on there. The wrong speed. Wrong depth. Mm-hmm. Any one of those can go from one or two bites a day to thirty. Mm-hmm. Everything has to line up beautifully. That's kind of what I really dig about kokanee fishing. Is you got to be on it, man. If you're off a little bit, you're not. Unless the fish are just ridiculous biters like they are in Sutherland, right. You're going to have to do a little working. but what the reason when you see. You know, the crack of dawn, you get that tremendous bite, and then it shuts off for a yep. while. Yep. Their feed is moving. Down. And when it goes down, when it goes down, and when they move until they get, it's like, a, again, back to steelhead fishing, imagine that. Oh, weird. But, you know, when a fish stops moving and he starts holding, he becomes aggressive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when those fish change their change their uh, attitude and longitude. There's a song about that, I think. Attitude and longitude. But as soon as they get settled, all of a sudden you'll have that 11 o'clock, bite again, they're biting yeah, again. Yeah. How strange. You know, you mark, you'll mark. be marking them 25 feet, then they're like 35 and 40, and they're biting again. Once they, once they move and settle down, find their feet again, they become aggressive again.
2: We used to have conversations about the eye size on kokanee and how mm. as the sun goes up, the fish go down,
4: right? right? Oh, yeah.
2: Um, and I do, I still believe that. Uh, mm-hmm. Though it also, again, where you, like, you fish a number of places. You get your program dialed in. You're pretty consistent in your presentation and your success. You have this fishery dialed, that fishery dialed. I'm telling you, Flaming Gorge, Wyoming, is a wild card. We're catching two to four-pound kokanee, full sun on the water, 11 a.m. in the morning. Flat water. Flat calm. And
4: they're just railing gear. And
2: they are 15 feet down, gin-clear water. You put your downrigger clip down 20, 25 feet, you can still see it. Mm-hmm. And you're getting these big kokanee with big eyes, way up shallow in that water, full sun on. And right there, I'm going, yeah, I don't know if I believe this whole thing
4: where if this, the sun comes up, these hey, kokanee... It, tot- it totally ruins every theory. You know, it when, when it's flat out there and the sun's yeah, out, they don't yeah, bite. No. And normally, I would say 99% of the lakes you go on, that's what it, you get that flat, calm water and bright yep. sun. At 10 o'clock, you might as well go in yeah. and hang out. Until you get that chop back on the water that diffuses the light and they'll start biting you. Mm-hmm. But down there, nah, they, they just they just keep biting.
2: I think those bigger fish tend to be a little more aggressive, tend mm-hmm. to be a little more comfortable and weird
4: elements. Plus, do you know another place you fish for kokanee at 8,000 feet? No. Oh, New Mexico. <laughs> well, well, that's what they yeah. are down there. Really. Yes. That, that super And I, I just think those fish have such a small, you know, like a high mountain lake trout. You know, yeah. Like a trout in a high mountain lake. Right. They'll eat... a. A pickle or a tennis shoe—they don't care. You <laughs> throw it out there; they have to eat yes, when they yeah. can eat. Yeah. I think those coconut are the same way—they eat mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, but it's a very short season, short window, and they're just—they're just eating. They're just letting nature just eh, get away from me. I'll do what I want to do, and they're just eating anyway. That is why that's
2: why you is you will you will start catching those fish. End of July, early August, they're already
4: turning. Yeah.
2: You get those kokanee already turning uh, bronzy red on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right?
4: We made that last trip, me and Big Brad from Sportco. Yeah. Made that trip down there and at the end of July, and half the fish we caught were uh, already getting roasty. Yeah. We, we roasty. caught beautiful, bright ones, and we got ones right. that looked like uh, sockeye in Alaska.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's all due to elevation. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, t- uh, like I had mentioned, I found the same thing in New Mexico and some high mountain lakes. Catching kokanee, flatlining spinners on the surface tipped with corn 150 feet out behind the boat. Of course. And we're smacking these 18-inch kokanee, I'm just going, this throws, there, no dodger, <laughs> no hoochie, no small blade, mm-hmm. no scent, just white shoe peg corn on a spinner with a treble hook. And this guy would put a piece of corn on each treble or in, each, in oh, each bar.
4: Okay, okay. right. we're right. just
2: flatlining these spinners, just chrome, I'm mean, just, you know, chrome spinners, gold spinner, didn't matter, 150 feet out behind the boat, and wham, Bingo. bring it in, 18-inch coke, you're just like, what in the... We got a couple <laughs> that were already turning. Yeah. This was like, you know, late July. Yeah.
4: So... In, in August, they, they call them the vampires in August. They're, right, they're, they're all red right, and green. Yeah. When here, it's just, it's still good.
2: It's just, um, you know, I think that's the... That's the draw to kokanee fishing. Whether you're here in Washington, East Side, West Side, travel around and try other opportunities throughout other other states in the nation. Mm-hmm. What you learn here on your home lake, and then you try to take what has worked and been successful, and you do that, and you're getting just blanked, and you're like, so you got to go through that progression. Mm-hmm. Dodge your, you know, leader length, size of presentation. Sure. Drop it way down to small, almost nothing. Does do they want flash? Do they want beads? Do they want do they Small want garlic. Do they want? Yep. Anise? what do, do they, they want? Corn. They want yeah. maggots, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a progression. That's why the first time we actually made it to Flaming Gorge, it took us uh, two and a half, three days to really dial in the fishery, right? Just mm-hmm. trial and error, just trying different things, trying different things. By day three, side planers, shallow fishing, uh, change of lure color. Everything was black and gold, and just absolutely wow. lit them up. Right?
4: It didn't matter what we used down there.
2: Yeah, sometimes.
4: I tried. We tried every hoochie. We, we didn't have any spinners in front of the hoochies. <laughs> and then we just had... It didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after a while, we go, do we need bait? So we we stopped, we stopped putting anything on the end of it and just start putting it down there. They're just hammering it. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. well... <laughs>
2: Some, some seasons that place is mm. absolutely just absolutely mm. polluted with, uh, kokanee. So, all right, well, uh, little, little insight there, um, from Sir William himself, you know, when you think you got it figured out, you don't no. And, uh, every kokanee outing is a challenge we'll get our certain fisheries dialed in for sure we'll find success and then when you think you're good go try another body of water and give it a day or two right
4: and there's a place not far from here Mm -hmm. you think you think you're a good kokanee fisherman we had a member of that show we did we brought some of the best coconut fishermen here on the planet, oh, man. up from Oregon mm-hmm. to the Black Diamond Run, That's and right. what happened to them uh, the first day? Wah, wah. Uh-huh. So yeah. yeah, you think you think you're a you a bad you it know what? Take, it take a day or two. Come on sometimes. up here to the little up to the home lake, give it right. a shot,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> see how yeah. good you are. Did that back in the day with the drift boat? That was fantastic. That'll so, humble you in a hurry. All right, Mister, good stuff. We're gonna jump yeah. out for a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna introduce you folks to the Iron Freedom Foundation crew. Um, This is is worth sitting here and listening to. Folks are doing really good things for our veterans who so deserve to be taken care of and introduced to outdoor opportunities, kayaking, camping, fishing, hunting, all of that, and how they pull it off. And we're actually going to dial up a couple folks. One's down in Texas, one's in Montana. If everything goes right, fingers crossed, we should be able to pull this off. Don't go anywhere. Jump out for a couple minutes. We'll be right back here. Fish on Northwest.
4: If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment.
1: There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You
4: owe it to yourself to take a good look at them.
2: A northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride right here in Bremerton, Washington. Arima Boats offers all of our boats with Honda outboard packages so that you can take full advantage of the reliability and 5-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. With literally thousands of ARIMA boats on the water throughout the Pacific Northwest, ARIMA boats are a proven hull design that offers incredible fuel economy and all of the amenities that a Sirius Angler is looking for. All ARIMA boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why we back our boats with a lifetime warranty. All of our ARIMA boats are designed to maximize deck space while also providing ample seating. Contact us today at ARIMA Boats for all your boating needs and let us help you get out on the water.
3: Today, the need for quality private security services is at an all-time high. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day peace of mind as they protect people and property here at phoenix we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform patrol alarm monitoring canine detection executive protection as well as investigative work phoenix client management models are built on understanding our client's security needs and responding with a tailored program that is best fit for them. Phoenix provides excellent customer service through well-trained, highly motivated security professionals. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. Currently, we are comprised of 70% prior law enforcement and military veterans. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to triplew.phoenixprotectivecore.com and apply
2: today. Hey, welcome back Fish on Northwest. Winningland, Bill Herzog in studio tonight. Thanks for uh, taking on the duties, buddy. It's my
4: pleasure, man. Yeah, well, Anytime you're... I get a chance to hang with you, you know I'm going to yeah, do it. Yeah,
2: it's a good time, good time. So I want to introduce you guys to the Iron Freedom Foundation folks. Um, they're gearing up for a Montana kickoff event here coming up in May. And uh, this is brought to you by Phoenix Protective Corp. In our backyard, phoenixprotectivecorp.com. Um, Travis Runge, um, CIO and co-founder of the IFF, down there in Texas. How are you doing tonight, Travis? Doing what? Well. Doing well. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing great. And Laura Uffelman, Iron Freedom Foundation Montana Ambassador, as it says it right there. You are actually in Montana, so we're doing this phone connectivity deal. We got Travis in Texas, Laura in Montana, and glad to have you both on. How are you uh, doing there, Laura?
1: Doing good. Doing good.
2: Great for you guys to uh, take some time out of your busy schedules in the in the various time zones we're pulling together tonight here. But uh, I want to start off talking a little bit about the Iron Freedom Foundation. And Travis, let's start off with you as the CIO and co-founder. Um, tell us a little bit about what Iron Freedom Foundation is and what it's all about and who, who are you taking care of? Yes,
6: yeah, so the Iron Freedom Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit uh, that started back in 2017 to kind of introduce, uh, our veterans and first responders to the outdoors and try to build a community through that. Uh, you know, one thing that kind of set this apart from another, all the other nonprofits is that we completely outfit our veterans with everything they can need, uh, for, you know, for the kayak fishing trip, they get kayaks, sleeping bags, tents, jet boat kits, coolers, you know, you name it, whereas if they're going fly fishing in the mountains, uh, they're getting all the, all the gear to do that, tents, you know, everything to make it happen. And then whenever they leave, they get to take it home so that they can, you know, get out on their own. They now have buddies from the same area uh, who are also outfitted, and so they can get out there and uh, start to build a community and maybe a new hobby or or something like that. So Nice. Uh, that's it. Yeah, we're 100% volunteer run, so nobody gets a dime, 100% goes back to the vet.
4: Fantastic. Very good. Laura, hi. This is Bill. I want to ask you about uh, the Montana kickoff event. Who does it focus on exactly?
1: So the Montana chapter is going to be focusing primarily on Montana and Wyoming veterans. So all of the proceeds from this event will go together to do our very first trip in Montana for that chapter.
2: And uh, that's going to take care of 12 veterans, I think you had told me uh, earlier in the week when we talked. So let's talk a little bit about the 12 veterans and what they'll be involved with for the five days of this uh, this first uh, event there in Montana.
1: You bet. Yeah, so the Montana event is um, going to start out with a fishing tournament for the public, and then we'll have a banquet that evening, and all of that is a fundraiser for the chapter. So guest veterans will be taking part um, on a 13-mile Uh, trek down the Bighorn River. That's Mm. all blue ribbon trout fishing, and they'll be fishing during that tournament. Then they'll join us for the banquet, where we'll introduce Iron Freedom to the community in uh, Montana and Wyoming. After that, they'll have another few days here in Hardin, Montana. Uh, They'll be doing some helicopter tours over the valley and our lake, Bighorn Recreational Area they'll also be taking part in a range day where they'll be on the range and then shooting curry dogs as well. Oh. And we'll also have a day on the lake for them where they will enjoy the canyon. Um they'll they'll tour the the lake itself, they can fish, they can hike, um tube or swim and we'll have a barbecue there for them as well.
4: Travis, I got a two-part question for you. Number 1 is the Purple Cow Cafe in Harden still there and do they have that all you can eat it's free breakfast? <laughs> and, and, there, and, I'll,
6: uh, let, I'll let Laura answer that question
4: uh,
1: uh, You know, Purple Cow is retired but you can visit the Purple Cow's uh, official and very memorable Purple Cow garbage can oh. at our local museum it is um, there for everyone to come and visit
4: Perfect <laughs> okay. part, part two of the question is a little more business uh, What types of disabilities do do the bets have that you deal with, and how do you accommodate them if needed? Do you have do you have ways to accommodate everybody.
6: Oh yes, sir. So we've had um, you know bets from all different walks of life. You know some guys uh, that we've taken down several. You know the Devil's River, one of the most dangerous rivers in Texas. Uh, we took uh, a double amputee down it, and so we were, we were able to co- accommodate that. You know, we can always make adjustments to kayaks to to try to better suit these guys, or, or, whatever it is. We've had a, a a double leg amputee also go on a fly fishing trip in Colorado. He was mm. able to hike around. Nice. So yeah, we always we always try to incorporate everyone.
2: Cool. That's fantastic, Laura. So there, you mentioned the fishing tournament going on in the Bighorn Lake uh, during this uh, this kickoff event here in Montana. Um, Who's involved with that? And you guys have a cap on how many participants are involved with the actual fishing tournament on the Bighorn?
1: Yeah, so the tournament is open to the public, and anyone from out of state can come and get a a day to five-day license in Montana. Um, There is a cap of 29 contestants, and we're including all species of fish except for wild trout, um, and that will be catch and release, and what they'll do is uh, measure their fish. They'll receive a hog trough to measure their fish, oh. and they'll record with a photo, and then when they check out, we'll record all the fish and
4: um, place one through a third. Yeah, because good chance there might be some pretty big trout there. The Bighorn is in a cycle right now. There's awfully big trout in there, I'll up below the dam on down. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a tremendous yeah. year there. You should have some really big fish, and it'll probably excite the guys real good. But how does, um, th- how does this generate monies for the veterans? And how is that money used? Exactly.
1: So all of the uh, proceeds from this event, including the tickets for the fishing tournament, uh, we've got auction, live auction and a raffle, as well as the entry for the banquet. Um, the Iron Freedom Foundation works 100% volunteer, so all of that funding will benefit the veterans.
6: Let's talk a little yes, bit. So of, I'll, I'll add, go ahead, Travis. So um, I'll add to that that you know, we try to create these chapters where, uh, the chapters can, can help raise local money and take local vets out on excursions in their local areas so mm. we're trying to just build communities all across uh, the U.S. and just try to help as many people as we can.
2: Nice mm-hmm. um Laurie you also mentioned the awards in the banquet uh later that day after the after the fishing uh, tournament there on the Bighorn Lake talk a little bit about the awards um is this the awards for the, the 12 veterans fishing down the river? Is this the awards for the 29 participants in the, uh, the fishing tournament, in the banquet? And then uh, what kind of, what, what are some of the prizes or purse winnings these participants are getting uh, that participate in the actual fishing tournament?
1: So all of the participants will have um, the hog trough, like we mentioned, an uh, uh, event t-shirt and the ticket free as well as a raffle ticket. And then we are giving first through third awards um, this year. There'll be a plaque, and they have uh, first, through first, first through third mugs that they'll be given. Mm. Um, all of the contestants then will have that ticket to get to the banquet. And at the banquet, there is a live auction and raffle items. A lot of great support from the community. We've got things like um, fly rod. We have scope from Vortex Optics. Uh, We've got some beautiful handmade wood items and uh, portraits that artists have done here as well as some smaller items like uh, knives and a blanket from the Handmade Heifer in Texas. So lots of great items that people can uh, try to get their hands on and some um, items just for taking part in the event as well.
2: Nice. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, So this is happening in Montana. So we got a lot of followers here in the Northwest. If, Uh, Folks following this this event online or, you know, tuning in tonight, getting information on this, or they check out our show during the weekend here and find out information. How can folks out of state participate in, you know, offering up money or somehow donating towards the cause? How can they be involved and help support your cause?
1: We have the um, Eventbrite link online. You can find it at the ironfreedom.org. Um, or on the Eventbrite link itself, there is a selection to donate to be a a sponsor. You can also purchase um, a T-shirt from the event on there, and you can always find a way to donate at ironfreedom.org.
2: Fantastic. Well, uh, Travis Rungi, Laura Uffelman, Iron Freedom Foundation, appreciate you guys taking some time tonight. again. Travis down there in Texasville, and I'm uh, oh, fumbling with your mic. <laughs> and uh, Laura's there in Montana. You guys are doing some fantastic stuff, so I appreciate uh, everything you're doing. And uh, don't be a stranger. We'll keep in touch.
6: Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity.
2: Absolutely. Have a great evening. You as well. Thank you. All right, there you go. Well, apparently the... Uh, the segment went a little long. Bill had to see himself out. I believe that is a first beard here on Fish Out Northwest. Somebody just exiting, <laughs> stage left. All right. You never know what you're going to get with Herzog. That was fantastic. Uh, hey, do us a favor. Look up Iron Freedom Foundation uh, online. Check them out on their Facebook page. Give them a like or a follow. Uh, they're doing some really good things for our veterans who are more than deserving of these opportunities. And if you can help out a little financially, uh, please find your way to do so. Uh, Again, they're taking care of our veterans who put their uh, time in, taking care of all of us, affording us the freedoms that we have. So, all right, with that, we're going to jump out for a quick break. Hopefully Bill is done with his break when we come back. And we are going to talk a little bit about his recent trip to Montana and some of the fisheries he partook in, some of the amazing trout, he was uh, finding um, not so long ago in the different uh, means of which he was able to uh, find these fish in the different presentations he gave. So here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Herzog, back in studio. Don't go anywhere. We're jumping out for a couple of minutes. We'll be back right here, Fish on Northwest.
0: Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors awaits you. It's
5: easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details like price and square footage right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map.
2: Hey, welcome back here in studio. You good? I'm
4: I'm good now. You good now? Yes. Gosh, and only 48, huh? Holy smokes. Yeah, uh, have your uh, have your prostate checked, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, fairly so. Uh, this one brought to you by Prostate Flow. <laughs> so, uh, hey, buddy, you just got back from Montana. Yeah, I did. Uh, yes, not I did. that you haven't been to Montana before,
4: but right. this was the first time fishing the Missouri River. Right. I, right. I heard so much about this for so many years. Yeah. As you know, I, I've gotten into the trout's bay. You know, I'm, I'm yes. a steelhead fisherman, right. and since, uh, for some reason, we're not fishing right now. we I'm not going yeah. to get into that because mm-hmm. I don't want to burst into tears in front of everybody. Yeah. But I, I, it's the same thing. I call it steelheading in miniature. Right. We use, like, three- and four-weight rods, which are actually five- and six-weights. You know, they're much longer and heavier, mm-hmm. but uh, for trout spades, and with the heavy, we can swing a big fly and— and it's just, and the grabs, and the, when the big rainbows eat it, man, you, you close your eyes, you think you're summer on steelhead fishing. Yeah. It is a lot of fun.
2: So you went to Montana with I that did. in mind. Yes. But you took some gear rods with you as well. Oh, yeah.
4: Right? Well, you always take, you know, you got to go ugly early sometimes. <laughs> <you know, laughs> yes, do. So, and sometimes it'll save your trip. Yeah. Right? But what we found was the weather deteriorated by the hour mm-hmm. when we got up there. What we did you know, have when
2: you first got there?
4: It was... Uncomfortable. It was in the high 30s, mm-hmm. but the wind was blowing. I don't know. There was geese being slammed to the ground, so there probably wasn't a yeah. It was pretty bad. Pretty good. But it, it was blowing really 20 to 30 miles an hour with gusts to 40 and 50. Snow on the ground? And snowing. Snowing. Yes. Yeah. And the snow coming into your face upstream, real pleasant conditions. And Typically I, I, but, not but,
2: what you look forward to, fly fishing, you know, swinging and, and snow blowing in the face.
4: No, no. But, but nevertheless... <laughs> We're there, yeah, and we're going. We can fish, and with with those rods, you can punch casts out, shorter drifts and whatnot. But when that happens, when the temperature's dropping,
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh, twenty five to thirty degrees lower than it's supposed to be, the fish tend to go off the bite. When the when the, when the winds, when the river's being torn up by waves, yeah. you know, what I mean, <laughs> nasty stuff, right, brother. Right. And when that's going on, and it, it's being pelted with hail, and the wind's blowing, and it's loud. Uh, they shut down. What, do you, what, are you,
2: what are you throwing? What do you what do you present to them? Sink tip, some type yeah, of yeah. We just you know,
4: uh, the river flows a beautiful, slow, perfect. I mean, it is, for if you for a single-handed guy or anything, it's the river was made right for throwing a spinner or swinging a fly. Mm. Absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. So uh, we just throw... They like to eat sculpin and little fish and bugs right. and really you, you, you use like pink worms mm. flies you know mm-hmm. little, little chenille things look like worms yeah but they love looks, looks like a bullhead. the same stuff we use over on the yakima and when the trout are they love sculpin yeah and we just swing a sculpin ply and we just give it little twitches like a sculpin bombing along the bottom and right. blamo. and we got a couple fish the last day when we could finally get out there when the wind only blew 20 miles an hour oh nice and we said we just can't do this All so right. we went up by the dam and the dam was like a big wind block. Sure. Plus, right below the dam there is a pile of fish. And the water is kind of swirly and deep. And it's perfect
2: for a jig. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> so, so we went took down. took the jigs. We went
4: jig rods down
2: there. Take spinners and small spoons. And
4: no, just, just jigs. Just jigs. Yeah, we, we'll start with jigs. We got everything in the best. You sure know? Yeah. We, got, we got all the rooster uh-huh. tails. Sure. We got all the spoons. Yeah, let's just try jigs first. Right. My first six casts I got six big trout. No kidding. Yeah, my my friend J.D. Love did the same thing. He was just, we're just, huh. you know, and I felt bad for the people with us. They couldn't fish. They wanted to fly fish, and they do, we couldn't help them.
2: Oh, us. yeah, other folks with you?
4: Yeah. Oh, but angry. they didn't bring gear. They just brought yeah, fly. And normally no, that's all you need. But I, we brought you up and said, you want to go out and hook a whole bunch of fish? Come on, you know. Yeah. Like, you saw the pictures. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. uh, the rainbows. are all 19 to 20-some inches. Oh, they're beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Three yeah. to six pounds, all right. of them. Right. And the river is just festooned with Loaded them. with them. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun, man. And big what do they figure average?
2: 3,000 fish per mile yeah 4,000 yeah. fish per yeah. mile? Yeah, quite, up,
4: yeah. By, up by the dam, the first few miles is closer to 6,000 per mile. No kidding. And they're all Really nice. Look, look How like many different species heads. of
2: trout you catch in there?
4: Uh, rainbow and browns. Rainbow and yeah, browns. Yeah, about 90-10 rainbow. Okay. But it, it's, man, what a beautiful place. right? You an opportunity
2: for some pretty good-sized browns.
4: Yeah, the brown, yeah. There's there's browns in there over 20 pounds, but they're really, really hard to catch. What do you think's prime time to be there? Now? You to do it to get, right now? now. Yeah. Was, they were, the right rainbow the was starting to spawn a little weird, spring. but, but uh, March... When you get any warm days, yeah. the problem is we live so far away from it here, the locals around there, it'll be, look at a 50 degree day in February, head out there and just destroy. Gotcha. Right? When it warms up a little bit and nice. But uh, normally all of March, April, until the the high water period starts. And when it starts to drop. Based on uh, snowmelt. Yeah. Based on snowmelt towards the end of June or the end of May, Mm -hmm. uh, the big bugs start hatching. The dry fly fishing is amazing. But the swinging... It stays good all summer long. Mm. You can swing little about anything. Yeah, you, know, you pick something in the box, twitch it, swing it. They'll eat it.
2: Because of weather and wind and and uh, the conditions, whatnot, you guys headed out. and Went where?
4: We went to the Jefferson River. Oh yeah, never um, been there before. either. It, it's, it. It, you know, it's a really cool. It's not. It only has like ninety to a hundred fish per mile, but they're all big brown trout. Oh, and you got to work a little harder for them. But there's there's almost no one fishing down there. ever. Right. I mean, that rivers have fifty miles. Oh, the most beautiful... It looks like uh, the lower Bogashiel. Okay. It's about the same size, came kind of gravel bars. When we fish, we always remark how much it looks like the lower Bogashiel we mm-hmm. can't fish right now. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so, taking these two rivers in Montana, let's talk about the Missouri. How does mm-hmm. that... How do you compare that to the Yakima? That's in your backyard, basically, now, with yeah. where you're at, right? And you, you put a lot of time in on the Yakima. You're mm-hmm. out there swinging. You're also... You know, I saw you on a couple of different programs. You're tossing rooster tails and catching some gorgeous fish. Yeah, yeah. You're out there pulling small plugs on your fiberglass rods, almost kokanee rods. They were kokanee they rods. They were kokanee yeah, rods. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. For uh, these small plugs as 2.0s mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 2.5s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, even in high water conditions, you guys are finding those gorgeous trout on the Yakima. How does mm-hmm. that Missouri compare with kind of this Yakima Well,
4: approach? the Missouri is wider and slower. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's almost the same CFS this time of year. The Missouri flows at twenty five hundred mm-hmm. to three thousand, but it is big and wide wider. and very spread okay. out. Whereas the Yakima right now, they had it, they're opening up the dams uh, for irrigation, flowing water, and it is just boom, mm-hmm. It is coming down the pipe, man. Tough it's to fish it's, right it's now. roaring. Yeah, it's really yeah. tough right now.
2: What's uh. Seasonal best opportunities for folks fishing at Yakima. What's well, kinda your go-to on in your presentation now?
4: Anytime you can get a day in the winter where it's mild, because mm-hmm. the water's always nice and low. And if you get by this year, we got froze out. We had ice slush coming down, ice on the sides. It wasn't happening this year. Mm. But if you can find a warm day anytime during the wintertime, there's almost nobody and because there's no hatches, the trout are voracious. They'll eat anything big, They're and looking they, they love jigs, you know. and they love big flies that time of year. But if you're gonna go, the very best time is after September 15th, they shut the water off. The for irrigation. Sh- yeah, irrigation for okay. Chinook spawning. a WDFW, uh, and the Yakima tribe tells them, thou shalt not. So fishing at so,
2: fall time yeah, up until the winter, goes, and the bang. freeze starts in,
4: right? Yeah, and it drops, and all of a sudden, you got pools, and ripples, and gravel bars, and the fish are starving, and yabba dabba do!
2: Great time to be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a fly fisherman, you can certainly do well with uh, small spinners and spoons. And, oh, oh,
4: yeah. They'll, they'll um, bite. Just bite anything.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little jigs under bobbers? Mm-hmm. You don't need to bobber. Just toss a jig. Throw it out there and just a wiggle, wiggle a little bit mm-hmm. and hang on.
4: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So
2: not so much right now because of too much water. Yeah. Yeah. Does it get off color?
4: Mm, uh, barely. Sometimes run a little, uh, the creeks up around i and put a little dirt in it, but that helps. Put a little color in there. They're, more, they're gotcha. way more aggressive when that yeah, happens. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, good stuff. You uh, you going back
4: to Missouri anytime soon? I'm hopefully I'm going to be going. I'm going to try to get back there in June oh. when, uh, when when it warms up a little bit and kind of spend a little time and drag the familia back there and. The puppies and you know the neighbors and the mm-hmm. guy who runs the store you know down the street. <laughs> you got
2: an RV? Yeah,
4: <laughs> an old bus. Bounder. Bring the bounder back. Yeah, it's it's very good again in June after the high water sub goes down a bit. So well,
2: you know, I'll get you, my days in. If there. you get on the road and the timing is good, I mean, we're gonna kind of drag the boat towards that Flaming Gorge destination there the last week of June, maybe first week of July,
4: mm, got, something like that. You got a good kokanee fishing. Mm, down maybe do a
2: little kokanee fishing. A little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Get that going on. So I can't wait to do that. That's, yeah, man. Got some other destination fisheries, too, we've been talking about.
4: And by the way, right now, if you want to go lake fishing? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I always talk about fishing in the Okanagan. And what's available up yeah, there right now is right. when the big, big trout are, they're waking up right now, it's, been, mm-hmm. it's ice out, they're, they're easy to catch, and they're large. And they're large. Yes. Which is what we want. Uh,
2: Mike Fry asking, "How's the fishing opening day here in the home lake? Uh, pretty good. If you are in pursuit of trout, Mike, uh, you know, they dumped 10,500 of them out here. Had a pretty good showing, good number of boats out there, lots of folks. I could hear them over there at the boat ramp talking and and uh, limits, a lot of folks with limits. Um, Activity off our dock was pretty easy for the first few days. Gotten a little tougher as of late. I'm just waiting for the water temperature to bounce a little out here. I'm going to get the boat on the water, start going out there pecking and hunting, see if we can't start finding some kokanee out here, Bill. They're not par. No. And they don't leave. They don't leave, and hopefully it's uh, similar to last year. You know, it was funny. Last year, I had a really good year out here on Summer Lake. 14, Mm -hmm. 15-inch kokanee, big fatties. Great fish. Gorgeous, right? And so many mornings I'm out there, one or two other boats maybe, or by myself, Hardly any wind blowing, sun's coming up, catching kokanee, limits within an hour, 10 fish in the box, no problem, um, and talking about it on the show, mm-hmm. and putting it out there on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Gorgeous pictures of fish, and and folks are like, man, I can't believe you're blowing that lake up again, and the next couple of days, go out there, no nobody one. fishing, right? right, right. So, mm-hmm. uh, look, I encourage people to come out here and uh, you know give it a go. It's mm-hmm. a great lake. Uh, it's seldom... If ever crowded after opening day, right. there's just not that much activity out here, mm-hmm. and you cannot exceed five miles per hour till after 11 a.m., so the morning is oh, truly awesome, geared towards fishermen and ladies, right? You can get uh, out there on the water, and the, no uh, water
4: skiing, no nothing. Yeah, the top water lures for white sharks are not out yet.
2: Not as mm-hmm. of uh, until mm-hmm. after 11 a.m., mm-hmm. so great opportunity if you. you. have not fished coconut here on this lake. You got questions, man. Hit me up. I uh, love to help people catch coconut out
4: here. He'll make a copy for you on the dock, too.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah little barista going on there. <laughs> the bearded barista, we like to call him. So um, uh, guys checking in. Yeah, Jay smashed him last year. It was good. It was good. Dwayne, ask Bill about going to Alaska. Are you going to Alaska? I'm oh, gonna, yes, you I, are. I'm going We're to. We're going to talk about yes. that okay. when we come back. So ooh, ooh, come, okay. jump out for a quick break. we got a few more topics to wrap up the end of the show here with Bill Herzog. He's not getting out here before we talk about his Alaska trip coming up. So don't go anywhere couple minutes on the break. We'll be back in studio here with Bill Herzog, right here, Fish on Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima Boats are manufactured with pride right here in Bremerton, Washington. Arima Boats offers all of our boats with Honda Outboard packages so that you can take full advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda Outboard. With literally thousands of Arima boats on the water throughout the Pacific Northwest, Arima boats are a proven hull design that offers incredible fuel economy and all of the amenities that a Sirius Angler is looking for. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why we back our boats with a lifetime warranty. All of our Arima boats are designed to maximize deck space while also providing ample seating. Contact us today at ARIMA Boats for all your boating needs and let us help you get out on the water.
3: Today, the need for quality private security services is at an all-time high. Contract security service provides day-to-day peace of mind as they protect people, and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Phoenix client management models are built on understanding our client's security needs, and responding with a tailored program that is best fit for them. Phoenix provides excellent customer service through well-trained, highly motivated security professionals. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. Currently, we are comprised of 70% prior law enforcement and military veterans. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecore.com and apply today.
2: Hey, welcome back mm-hmm. here in studio. Dwayne England, Bill Herzog. As we wind down, close out the show, the things discussed and talked about during the break cannot be repeated
4: as we go on air. Well, we've always said when we used to do wild country, yeah. our best stop is when the mics are off. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. You could record that and we could have sold that.
2: Satellite idea. radio. Oh, boy. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, hey, folks, if you're not aware, WDFW announced the next set of clam digs. I believe we got a total of nine days, all morning digs. Uh, starting April 29th, that is tomorrow. Uh, and remember, your clam limit is now in sustaining there at 20 clams.
4: Wow. Per digger. That is worth going, I isn't know. it?
5: Wow,
2: yeah, man. 20 uh, per limit. So mm-hmm. uh, starting tomorrow, April 29th, 6.30 tied uh, to get your week going. And then as it progresses on through, by the time you hit May 7th, your, uh, your minus tide is at about 11.45 or so in the morning. So they do extend that particular dig day past 1 p.m. Typically, all them other digs, by noon, you have to be done digging and cannot retain uh, any more clams after that 12 o'clock hour. But uh, on the 7th, because it's such a late minus tide, you do get that opportunity extra hour on May 7th. So check your regulations. Uh, most beaches appear to be open uh pretty much on all of those days but every once in a while they throw one in there that may not be listed so pay attention to which beaches are truly open in each of those days but nine days in a row all morning digs wow the weather's going to be pretty decent and you got a 20 clam limit get the kids out there it's a really good time and a great opportunity to introduce them to some outdoor activity here in the northwest why wouldn't you
4: nice uh, to have opportunities isn't
2: it yeah it really is yeah, and especially really when you know when we can see things rebounding so well that they can yeah, increase yeah. limits Kind of like our Coho fisheries this fall, which you're coming over for. We will see. We have two fish limits through the month of October.
4: And we can keep fishing right down the street.
2: Yeah, we certainly can. I have a a drift boat now. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Speaking of which, Mm -hmm. hey, you, uh, my friend, are, in fact, you're going to be back here next... um,
4: I will be here. Next week. Same time, Um, same channel. Yep.
2: (coughs) Excuse me, co-host duties. And um, then
4: after that, you jump on a plane heading north. Right after I get out of here, I'm getting I'm going to Sea-Tac and going to Yakutat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be strapping on the guide brain, which I haven't had for many years. That's I'm, a long time. I, I know, but I'm, it, it, that's a, uh, the Sea-Tac is a great river. If you're going to be a just a casual old guy guide like me, you yeah, know, because it's easy to row, slow long moving, float, slow very moving, slow moving, and there's a lot of fish in there. They like to bite, and they're pretty all easy to catch. All wild steelhead, All by wild the way, steelhead. Right? And so, if you're a bobber and jig guy, if you're a, a fly rodder guy with an indicator and a glow bug, and if you just come on up and and we'll just use the calculator, you'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> you're up there for about uh, what? For Fifteen days. Yeah, or so? yeah, 50, a couple 50, weeks. 50,
4: Fifteen days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it because. Uh, yeah, I used to love when I got into Skagit and the coast and everything. Yeah, I mean, you got Back me for in a day, while too. You, you know what it's there. like. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a good time. I just uh, if you got to have an office, it's a great office to work out.
2: Of, it absolutely you know? is. Yeah, yeah,
4: I'm looking forward to
2: it. Uh, well, you know, it puts you in your element. I mean, you're either going to be, you know, like you like you said, uh, tossing uh, tossing flies with indicators and glow bugs, and, or you know, mm-hmm. casting and pitching uh, floats and jigs, or yeah, whatever yeah. person's abilities are. You can even pull plugs and some of those. You might, do of <clears> you might do a bit of that. Might do a bit of that. Excited about. I recall, I mean, gin clear water, mm-hmm. the steelhead just hugged the shoreline and the overhangs and the under roots mm-hmm. and they yep. just, they just kind of cruise along there and you lay it out there and try to get it right along the seam and p- try to pull one of them <laughs> out of the wood. You know, lots of wood. Oh my. Tree blow, trees that blow down up there. a lumber
4: yard from there. There are some storms
2: that come through up there. Like, yeah. ye- I mean, I've watched, it's just like somebody went through and cut down an entire row uh, for like a half mile it's through like the It's like Godzilla was angry. Right? Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Of course, you're getting to a point that time of year too, where the bears start coming out. You know, it's going to be well. You can hear them
4: crashing around. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're going to take care of uh, any any bladder duties or anything, you get out and stand right next to the boat. You don't go into the woods; you might not come out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear them back there, just raising all kinds of hell. Yeah, crashing. they get, they get uh, yeah. They
2: come out. They're pretty hungry, and there's mm-hmm. plenty of fish to feed on, so mm-hmm. they get they get pretty and aggressive. We're,
4: and we're soft with no teeth.
2: Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> um, but you know that is um, that's a destination fishery like no other when it comes to steelhead, and. Uh, just a really good, you know, 13-mile float. Mm-hmm. Put in, you guys put in a nine-mile bridge every day. Yeah, and there's only the one
4: float, yep. the bridge to tide water. That's yep. it.
2: When you get down to that lower end, man, on that uh,
4: slack water, you, you got some push rolling to get out of there. <clears throat> the cool part down there, too, is the fish are fewer. But if you can find them yeah. down the right out of the tides, right. they are the hottest fish on the planet. Sure. They will crawl. Yeah, you don't land many of those, those. Those usually tree, you, those fish down there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but the buddy, big, biggest run of steelhead, wild steelhead on the west coast now, is in the Sea Tuck. Is that I right? Figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, buddy Jared Katie's up there guiding for I'm,
4: I'm going to be taking some of his overflow.
2: Okay, so yeah. he'll still be there. Yeah. Tally mm-hmm. Stone's up there. Mm-hmm. I may have to venture up there next year. That'd be a good time. It
4: is just a great place mm-hmm. to shut your brain off, yep. get, out, get out to training wheels. And catch a bunch of fish.
2: My best memory from there is uh, when I showed up and I was in town there and we're uh, getting our, we rented vans, we rented boats. We did mm-hmm. everything ourselves, right? We right, Didn't right. go through the lodge, Stayed at an A-frame cabin out of town. And uh, it was, it was well, a great I, trip, but it was, it was a lot of work because we were yeah. shuttling our own boats.
4: Yeah, that's, that, a, that's a long shuttle too, that man. That drived, 20 miles.
2: get down there, yeah. And mm-hmm. back, it's, it was a lot of work. We didn't really you know, know what we were getting into, but if I had to do it again, I'd do it a little differently. But mm-hmm. there was a car park there every day. Kind of like high school. Kind of like high school. Had to do it <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, the guy was crafty enough that the door latch mechanism on his car, I can't remember what kind of car, it stopped working. So he installed an actual doorknob <laughs> for, to open the door. And it you turn the doorknob and the car door opened and then you close the door and it latched. It was yeah, that's takeaway from the sea <laughs> tuck. That's the kind of I don't remember any, the yeah, I remember, I remember any of the fish. Remember the know. The fishing you know? was fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. so glad you're going up there, Guy, and that's yeah, gonna yeah. be uh I mean just great for you to kind of get back in that oarsman seat. Yeah, yeah. Getting people on fish, maybe some first timers, maybe some repeat customers
4: up there. Uh, normally Glacier Bear? Yeah, n- normally up there, the people that go are usually pretty pretty savvy, pretty savvy mm-hmm. anglers. Yeah. They usually bring their own gear, yep. their own rods, all their own stuff, which is great because they don't gotta burn any of my floats right. in the trees yeah, <laughs> or anything yeah. but uh uh yeah normally the people you deal with up there they're they're really already good anglers they're there for the experience right they want to fish there yep but, but again if someone's a beginner what a great place for to be a beginner oh oh my you actually yeah.
2: stand a chance to catch a steelhead yeah right mm-hmm. a wild steelhead
4: yeah without even paying much attention
2: you know one of the best lures i had a day of just amazing success just letting it swing and rip right through the tailouts. A hula popper, uh, number three <laughs> Meps. Talked about it last week on my trout presentation. Mm-hmm. I cast it off the dock here all the time for trout. Mm-hmm. Number size three Meps, classic brass with uh, red uh, red tubing on the uh, mm-hmm. on the hook shank.
4: Standard issue, yeah. Standard
2: mm-hmm. issue. I was I was pitching that out there, let it swing through the tail. I go. I would watch some steelhead come out from under the roots and just hammer that thing. Gin Clearwater tailout was about. We just two- said a number three, right? Yep, size three. Now, think about it,
4: small. Yep. If you probably went to a four or a five, you'd, sk- you'd scare them. Yeah. If you can't keep it small like yeah. that, I know of spoons, scare them. But the, it wasn't,
2: you know, it wasn't silver plated, it wasn't gold, it <coughs> had a
4: lot of flash, Dirt, it was brass. D- dirty brass. Yep, uh-huh. and it
2: was uh, full sun on gin clear water in a tail out,
4: and they would come out and absolutely hammer that thing. Again, we'll go back to the wild fish, like in Sutherland, right. that bite almost anything yeah, all yeah. day long. Yeah. A hatchery steelhead, you'd probably much have to put a pink and white jig right in its face <laughs> for it to bite. The wild ones will beat themselves. Yep. Any, if it doesn't push
2: eat. them back, they're yeah. going to come in oh, yeah, yeah. Right. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Those fish are yeah. some
4: of the most... That's the only place I've seen where you can spot fish. Right. And you go, usually when you spot fish, what happens? Oh, they're not. They're, they're done. They're gone. Yeah. Vaporized. Mm-hmm. These, you'll throw at them and they bite. Yeah. You're like... Huh? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I love it. It
2: uh, A first-timer may give them the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. They come back down here if we get a steelhead season. Oh, yeah. You know, I am looking forward to uh, some summer steelhead opportunity this year. Dude. It's time to get back drowning some coon shrimp. I can't wait to. Yeah, I know. It's not that far away. That June opener
4: is not that far away. I got some classic old plugs that
2: just... Yep. So we'll be bringing that to you. All right. Yes, sir. Any final words before we get
4: out of here for the night, mister? Well, I'm just um, glad to be back over. Every time I come back over to the uh, west side, it's always, you know, it's my home for forever and forever today. and i really miss those clouds of yellow pollen this time mm. of year dang yeah. Damn, the, the, yeah the eyes itching you know and the, good the skin eye and eyes and nose running in the itching and, and the swelling and out yeah. here
2: surrounded by all these trees man the vehicles the boats <laughs> just get it's like snowing out there it's unbelievable yeah. mm-hmm. but uh that's why we got a hose we'll wash that stuff off daily
4: <laughs> anyway all right hey uh i want to thank you for uh joining up here tonight Making the drive over. We'll see you next week. I'll be right here. I'll be right in this chair. Right probably me. with the same sweatshirt on, too. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, t- I wear this thing everywhere. I wear it to church, bed, you know,
2: you name a it. The church bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, next week, we've got a couple things we're going to do. We're gonna, I think we're going to maybe do kind of a dual approach in the Bait Lab. One thing mm-hmm. I always take advantage of with you this time of year is mm-hmm. I have you break out the Dodgerology. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dodgerology 101 yeah, yeah, with Bill yeah, Herzog. Yeah. Cool, We man. go through Dodgerology 101 with Bill Herzog. He breaks down the different types of Dodgers, mm-hmm. colors, UV. When, Bill? All right. Always. 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 But the different
4: types and designs of Dodgers, what their action... We're going to talk about waves, uh, frequency, uh, thickness, uh, you name it, it vacuums, all this stuff that's going to blow your mind. Yeah, it's
2: very, very good. I always Mm -hmm. make sure we get that in with you because... Mm -hmm. If persons are trying to figure out what type of dodger to fish in certain fisheries and why this works, why this doesn't, how long a leader should I use and what's, you know, putting action on my lure,
4: all that stuff. I'm going to tell you people next week to Mm -hmm. watch because I see so many people who bend their dodgers. Right. When they should just be using it If they're looking for a certain action, they need to use a different style of dodger. We're going to go over that a lot. That sounds like a great plan. Mm -hmm. So
2: make sure you tune in for that. Bill Herzog will be back in studio with me next Thursday, 6 p.m. live right here at Fish on Northwest. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Have a great week. Get out there and get something done. Post your pictures on our Facebook page or our social media. Get to our webpage. Check out the online store. Also, hit the FHN20 coupon. Get yourself some edge rods, 20% off all the time. Have a great week. Be safe. We'll see you here next Thursday. Fish on Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone... And you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the Bait Lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and Chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.